to the Momnificent Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them even in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Karin Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Momnificent Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Between 46 and 60% of all children experience at least one type of trauma by age 18. 26% of children will experience a traumatic event before they turn four. In 2018, Governor Carty issued Executive Order Number 24, prioritizing efforts for Delaware to become a trauma-responsive state. I recently attended Delaware's Trauma Awareness Conference and had the pleasure of sitting down with Delaware's First Lady, Tracy Carney. I hope you enjoy our talk as much as I did. So, so what is First Chance Delaware? Maybe we'll start there because okay. I saw your name. I saw some of the work and I was like, this is so fascinating. What is this? First Chance Delaware is our first spouse initiative and we got okay. some funding from Casey Family Programs to do it. Okay. Um, it has three pillars, ending childhood hunger in the state, um, promoting early language skills, sort of healthy brain development, school readiness kind of language experiences. And the third one, most relevant to today, is uh, promoting greater awareness and more effective response to childhood trauma. So that's where uh, my work has merged with all this other good stuff on Trauma Matters Delaware, where I'm an honorary board member, um, and the Family Services Cabinet Council work, and the work so many people are doing now in promoting healing and ultimately preventing long-term yes. impacts of traumatic experiences, which is the real goal. Yeah. And what's your history? Like, where, what did, what's your background? I grew up in Newcastle. Um, and at my first two careers before this role, I worked for the president when he was our senator for 15 years. And I worked at Friends School uh, for 15 years. So those were my first two careers. I'm sort of considering this first lady gig my third career. Uh, <laughs> And But my my background in terms of my interest in trauma is that I myself had an unaddressed childhood trauma that had long-term impacts. Um, so I know from just, you know, and that was with all the advantages in the world. You know, I was not an, an at, wouldn't have been judged at risk in any way, really. So knowing what that did to me with all those advantages... I have a lot of empathy for what it can do to people who don't have all those advantages. And I think it, that um, has really inspired my work in this particular realm. So how did you come to be a part of the board of the trauma? I'm going to say it wrong. Trauma Matters Delaware. Yeah, how, how did you get... Trauma Matters Delaware that? started a while ago as an all-volunteer network, really information-sharing network, and I was not involved then. And then as we got more serious, you know, with recognizing the brain science of trauma and what needed to be done, there was the thought that Trauma Matters Delaware really should be a backbone nonprofit in the state because we didn't have one. Yeah. And how many years ago was that about mm. when it, would it start to be like a little bit more I would serious? say six or seven years ago okay. where we started talking about how this work should evolve. Oh, wow. And I don't take credit for doing any of the work. The real work was done by other people. Mm. Um, but... 
we, you know, we had social contract help us develop a trauma blueprint for the state. And we thought there was a need for a black, a backbone nonprofit. There really wasn't one. Uh, and that's when Trauma Matters Delaware started the road to being a 401c3, 501c3, sorry. Um, and, uh, formed a board and invited me to join. And then part of what they do today with the trauma informed piece is trauma matters. Delaware, um, is, is still becoming itself, (laughs) uh, but it's done a great job giving people reliable information, giving people reliable referrals to reliable training programs, um, raising awareness, which is, you know, sort of my, the biggest part of my role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm like head, a head cheerleader. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, which of course I never was before, <laughs> before. Um, but that's, um, Trauma Matters Delaware is, is a really important part of the equation along with the family services cabinet council and the organizations in schools, uh, Higher ed is a big part of Trauma Matters Delaware, that that subcommittee, because they're training the, ne- the workforce. Yes. They're training the teachers, the That's next generation teachers and healthcare providers yeah, and all like that they're, stuff. They're infusing it into exactly. their curriculum. Exactly. Their, and yes. I, I think our um, colleges and universities uh, have played a tremendous leadership role. That's really good. That yeah, I'm not. I'm sure not everyone's aware of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talking to the teachers today, including myself, yeah. we sit there with these issues, and we're like, we're not the experts, right. and yet they come to us every day. Exactly. And what are we going to say? And then we just feel the lack of not being able to help and support. Well, and we're so, all there. Not we're all in that boat. Not yeah, just teachers. Yeah. I mean, we're all catching up now. But thanks to I think the work that's being done, DSU, UD, yeah. um, Del I'm uh, missing one. Wilmington University actually has been a tremendous leader in this work. That's awesome. um, that that's going to get better. Yeah, that's going to get better. I mean, awareness does. Awareness really is critical. It's not enough, obviously, but it really is critical, and we've come a long way because of it. Yeah, yeah, especially with this conference today. Yep. And I remember um, the first one uh, five years ago. Yeah, right? this is the fifth. Yeah, this one. is the fifth. And, this... and it's it's sometimes it's easy to see how far how much there is still to do, but we also need to celebrate how far we've come. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in checking out that website, I noticed there's like workshops that they offer just periodically, a couple times a month. There's a lot of like online that. events. Yeah. Yep. It's so, very easy to, to to learn now. Yeah, that's and it wasn't good. before. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. We, so it's more there's accessible. A lot of resources are much more available than they were before. And I appreciate you saying that you sharing your story of that you came from, that you had, and you still needed help in some way because there are schools that are in areas that seem affluent or have, and, and we don't, we're not eligible for family crisis therapists or social works, things like that. And yet we have students with trauma. We have students with needs and sometimes they're episodic and they kind of blow up periodically and might not be the majority of the kids all the time. Um, and so, yeah, that's why you're right. This, Recognition this is, is so... really important. I mean, I, you know, I talk about how my life was really upended by unaddressed trauma. And the issue was a lack of information. It yeah. wasn't, people didn't have bad intentions. Right. It I, wasn't, you know, I believe it that. was a lack of information. They're all doing the best they can yep. with what they know today. Yep. They really are showing up. Educators and the parents. Yep. As much as sometimes we like to be like, oh, they X, Y, and Z. You know what? We're, they all are doing the best they can. Was yeah. there anything? No, yeah, thank you, you for your interest. For? I, I, I want to thank educators because 
Um, you know, again, having worked in a school for 15 years, as well as having gone to school <laughs> myself, uh, what educators have to do for kids, need to, what, what we need our educators to do for kids is a lot. And uh, self-care is a really important thing in our schools. So the more I think we can support our educators with self-care and with good information, I think the easier that really hard job is going to be. But I want to thank all, you know, all of our teachers and people in schools. It's, um, I always say my favorite people are teachers and nurses. <laughs> so thank you all. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy.